what up what up what up what up everybody it's your girl marquita but they like to call me who miss hollywood you're tuning to another episode of so hollywood the podcast hey is it me or is it you could be anywhere in the world <clears throat> but you're here with me <clears throat> yeah Hey, 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 what up, everybody? It's your girl, Marquita, but you know what they like to call me, Miss Hollywood. Yes, sir. Ski, I'm gonna let y'all vibe out for one moment, and I'm gonna bring my special guest up here in just one second. It's your girl, Miss Hollywood. So, Hollywood, the podcast. Vibe out with me, baby. Mm-hmm. I got some black-owned businesses, Zario Farms, Popcorn World in the building. <clears throat> yep, you hear it. about that time ladies and gentlemen what up what up what up what up everybody it's your girl marquita but they like to call me who miss hollywood you're tuned into yet another episode of so hollywood the podcast so hollywood the podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally and i bring them together with this thing called entertainment I do have a special guest coming up here shortly. So you guys bear with me and shout out to everybody and happy new year because it is a new year 2022. It's almost February, guys. Can you guys believe that shit? Oh, my gosh. 
Hey, J Sharp. <laughs> we got Q Grams in the building, which is my special guest. However, let me go through my recap. So Hollywood the Podcast is a platform where everyone is treated equally, and I bring them together with this thing called entertainment. <laughs> Um, as you guys know, I like to do a mini recap of my last my last episode. I was bringing back 2022, which was the new year. And make sure you guys like, share, subscribe to my video on my YouTube page, as well as you can see the videos here on Instagram. Catch the latest episode on all streaming platforms. I will be uploading that here shortly. And then if you want to be a guest, go to www.allofhollywood.biz and fill out the information sheet or just simply send me a dm and uh yeah without further ado i'm going to bring my special guest up here he is an artist based out of virginia he is um if i'm not mistaken the creator slash ceo of O sticky label uh he has many other entrepreneurial skills in which we'll bring him up here shortly without further ado i am going to invite my special guest he goes by the name of q graham how you doing i'm good how you doing i'm good blessing holly favorite (laughs) i think we've met before if i'm not mistaken we met at the the showcase in portsmouth at roger brown's with frank is that is that correct Yo, Frank okay. Luau, yeah. Yeah, Frank Luau. Shout out to Frank Luau. He is doing his thing. And um, all of the artists that participated, in which some of them came through to So Hollywood, the podcast. Uh-oh, we're losing you. Uh-oh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, gotcha. You know, folks always try to start calling you when you busy, knowing damn well you on your phone and trying to do some business. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get phone calls all day consistently. Oh, of course, because you are you have you wear many hats, in which we'll talk about this here in this interview today. So, if if I'm not mistaken, you are originally from Virginia, or you reside in Virginia right now, correct? Uh oh. See, every time somebody want to be great, this joint. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. So, yeah, I am originally from Virginia Beach, Virginia, the Green Run area, but I'm in and out of Greenville, North Carolina, the 252. Oh, okay. So you're in and out of Greenville, North Carolina, and you're originally from... Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. Gotcha. Okay, so we're going to start this interview off correctly because I always like to ask this prior to. Um, how did this thing called entertainment enter your life? Uh, that's a good question. Um, (laughs) I don't, to, to like literally answer your question, Mm -hmm. um, entertainment entered my life through like, um, my brother listening to music and the movies that he watched. That's how entertainment entered my life. How I entered entertainment, I just think was, 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 was through time. And I just, I just answered. I just answered the calling. The calling. <laughs> so at that time, like, did you know what? First of all, let's get your age or, or a roundabout year 
um, entertainment entered your life. And then we'll go down your town timeline or your outline of where you've been and what you've experienced. So around what age or around what, um, year was that? That entertainment entered my life? Yes. Oh, uh, I don't know the precise age, but far as memory can go, I want to say um, when Belly came out. Belly. When did Belly come out? Let me see. I can Google that right now. Belly the movie. I think mm-hmm. that was about, that says 98. So around 98 is what we're working on. So dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And so you said um, you were you were kind of not mimicking, but listening to your brother, what your brother had and what were some of the influences or some of the, the, the songs that you can remember hearing, um, when your brother played them? Uh, I don't remember much of the songs. He used to listen to like Noriega, Cameron, the locks, of course, you know, all the popular songs, but I wasn't, I wasn't at that time. I was still into cartoons and acting. <laughs> And things like don't get me right. wrong, I, I watched, I knew all of the movie. I, that's just when it was introduced to me. Understood. But I wasn't paying it much mind. But I do remember all of the movies and the scenes and the songs. But it wasn't, it wasn't like I wasn't trying to mimic it or anything. Okay, you wasn't really focused on it. It was just, it was just something that was just like you said I introduced. I was, you, I was trying to remember the action moves from the movie Blade. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that movie. I do. Westwood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had I had the sword. I had cut a I had cut a slit in the back of my robe. No, you didn't. And I had the fake sword. I do the action. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. So that's that still, time. you know what? At hey. the end of the day, that's still a form of entertainment because that's your own form of entertainment and your own form of art and your way of expressing yourself, so to speak. So, you know, Look, here go here go here go my blade sword right here. <laughs> you got it to this day. <laughs> oh hold on oh my boy Vakila shout, shout out to, to Vakila I know him hey mm-hmm. shout out to Vakila I've been trying to get you know what we're not even going to talk about that because that's another that's this a whole another podcast <laughs> this, this local and black owned we don't get we don't get many opportunities to support something like this Facts. so y'all support this facts i he's been yeah he's been around for a while i've definitely we've crossed paths and you know we've we've been trying to work with one another however we're gonna get him on the podcast eventually and then i i too have some black owned businesses uh zario farms they're the best gifters located Mm -hmm. in virginia and then also popcorn world they're located in indiana so if you guys like popcorn or these products let me know but um this not about me this is about you sir (laughs) so we still got to support others i know for sure for sure we're gonna get that plug in real quick (laughs) but um Mm -hmm. so after um you i guess you're getting your your own form of entertainment when when did you start to realize that rapping or being in the entertainment industry was something that you wanted to do or you know can i guess your earliest memory of that as well so far as rapping goes I would say, like, right after I got out of high school, like, my first year in college, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be rapping. Mm-hmm. But when I really, like, took it serious, serious, and I was looking at it as entertainment and the full aspect of it mm-hmm. um, was, like, two, three years ago. Since since I moved back here, which been, like, 
two and a half, three years ago. That's when I kind of like, you know, understood my position and my purpose and all of that. Okay. So it's later on in your years, you really started to focus more on this thing called entertainment. So throughout, throughout your outline of school, like going to school and participating and stuff, were you, did you participate in any of those kind of activities like band or cause the most, most of the people that I talked to has come from three things, either a band background, the church or poetry. Or like in some form of, you know, being in plays and stuff like that. Were you interested in any of, of that as well? Like during during that time, that, that span? So so I might, I, I, I would say I was interested, but I was never in any of it. Mm-hmm. I did, um in high school, I took the class band. I did band and um, I did marching band one year. I think that was my junior, soft, it was my junior year. I did that one year. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, I I really didn't tap into it was always there in me, but I didn't tap into it until I came back. Gotcha. And now I can do it in the entertainment field. I can I can pretty much handle anything, acting, directing, the film, photography. Don't get me wrong, I'm not a pro right. in it all. Right. But I know how to do. It. I can I can do it all. At those early ages, I didn't tap into it. I was I was distracted by other things, so I didn't really tap into this and say, Hey, this is what I'm gonna do. Just the lane I'm going, you know. Right. Because some people, like I said, subconsciously, they, they, you know, they used to draw back in the day. And now they're, you know, they're getting into those type of fields. So I just wanted to see if you if you could remember, like, like you said, being nah, in band I, or, you I know, never, being in stuff like that, that could. could nah, I, you know I, I wasn't mean? really deep into nothing. I won't deep into nothing at an early age. I was doing sports, um, just running around being young. Yeah. I wasn't really, you know, tapping so, into it. I wasn't, you know. So when you graduated high school, you went to college and that's when your your um your interest kind of sparked. What was that initial spark for you when you got into college as far as like um music wise or just the arts or this thing called entertainment? Um at that time it went along with my image. Mm. So, you know, I kind of flowed into it. And uh, my roommate was also rapping too. Okay. And, you know, we just we just got to it. And it came to the point where uh, for at that time, mm-hmm. I wasn't even focused on school anymore. Mm. So it kind of took, it switched sides, so to speak. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And so were you full-fledged into like, okay, so this rapping thing is something that I can do. And and what was your, I guess, your first moment of, dang, I could put these bars together and, and I could do something with this. Do you remember that so, moment? So it's so I never I never had that moment where it was mm. like oh this rapping I could do I always rapped I knew I was good I knew I was better than the average okay when I came back here I said this entertainment this whole field right it's something that I can do more than just rap rap and and music was the gateway for me to okay. open up these multiple other doors right you know I mean when I'm fifty I can still rap right. You know, that's that's never going anywhere. So I never it was never one moment where I was like, Oh yeah, yo, I'm this rap thing gonna take me to the to the next level. Mm. It was never that for me. Mm. I just knew it it opened up, you know, that's that's what drew the attention. 
Right. And from there, you know, we can do other things. Once once you're looking this way, we can do other things. Now, you were still tapping into other things such as um, you have an event company, uh, Black Collect, and then you also have Black Collectives. Oh. Old sticky or ooh sticky? Because I be like, you know, I'm I think I'm dyslexic <laughs> like Noriega because I be fucking up some words real quick and I just be like, you know, I'm gonna try my hand. You know, you can always yeah. try. You ain't gotta be right all the time. So I have to ask. <laughs> it's, it's ooh sticky, ooh sticky entertainment, ooh sticky dot com. Okay. Um, like you said, I called them man black collective. I got a couple pieces here. Okay. Um, I, you know, I actually wanted to send you something so you could like open it on the joint but i didn't get to it i apologize it's it's fine um, you know i can always rock you know rock it but go ahead let me tell you let me tell you how this started the black collective yes. thing um i got a couple partners one of my partners tank he um he's more on our fashion side okay so when the george floyd stuff was going on you mm-hmm. remember that yes when that happened um we weren't like the protesting type so we were like well how can we still make an impact and not actually be out there doing that. Right. We thought on. Um... Uh oh. Cutting out. See, every time you get to a good story. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. So some of our shirts are Black History, and if mm. it's one of those shirts, it comes with the educational lesson of what's on the shirt because you might like it, but oh, you not wow. not necessarily know who that person is or what's up there. So we give you an educational lesson. This is um Angela Davis one on the oh, front. Wow. We got Queen shit with a crown over the cube. And on the back, we got a picture of Angela Davis. That's dope. It reads on um, we know the free we know the road to freedom has always been stalked by death. Wow, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Um that's how the clothing thing was. You mentioned um the event thing. Yes. We um we got a show coming up. It's actually tomorrow if the weather don't do us too dirty. Um, we got Pico <laughs> Valley. Oh, that! Please don't snow too. Yeah, bad. Please please. I was know. doing the yeah, same Pico thing Valley. before I got oh. up here. I was like, man, go away, go away, go away. I ain't got time. I ain't got time. <laughs> We're gonna be at the Riff House tomorrow from okay. nine to one. Pico Valley. We got um Lil H, nine one zero Trey, Chris Philly, and One Shot Mellow performing. So how we came up with this was um. I was doing shows, right? Mm-hmm. And first, if someone was open mics, then someone I had to pay. And I wasn't getting anything in return, no ticket sales, or no back end from it. Right. So when I did, I, I got paid for a couple shows, and I was like, well, man. Uh-oh, we lost them again. It's this weather, y'all. Virginia has some we bad did. weather. What you, what's the last thing you heard? Um, I heard the shit. I couldn't hear none, none of the last part because <laughs> it was like, eh, eh, right. eh, I... basically the stick at it <laughs> thing is yes. for us to when we do the shows, we want to make money with the other artists. So we offer a photo shoot, a promo video, okay, with with the package, and we give you an interview on our podcast with the package, and you also get a percentage of every ticket sale and you get your money back. You, you got gotcha. a certain amount, you keep that. And then after that, we split it. We split them. 
Okay, because yeah, most of the time it's it's not that when you when it comes to you having to be the one to sell the tickets and then not even getting that that feedback you need yeah. because some of the people are like, I gotta I gotta buy it. And, you know, it's it's always something yeah. with trying to yeah. sell tickets and then if you got it, you got it. But some people don't have that in them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Selling tickets and going out. Yeah, and that's that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very understanding. But you got to think, a promoter or people who throw in a show, they don't want to or they're not going to put you on a car unless they can guarantee their money back. Facts. Big facts. Big facts. If you come in there, you bring 50 people, okay, boom, here go your money. I'll pay you. I know you got 50 to 100 people coming, so I know I'm going to get mine back, you know? Big facts. So when... Um, Also... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Um, Sunday, still talking about the stick attic event thing. Yep. This Sunday, we do a football thing at, at the lift lounge. Not sure if you know where the lift lounge at. I don't, um, but I was do doing a little bit of research on it, but go ahead. Okay, from four to eight, um, we do $30, all drinks on the house. Okay. You come there, smoke. We're going to have the games on. And we're also going to have our THC infused wine at this one. And this is actually some of it now we don't have the labeling but i'm gonna have it this weekend we're gonna call it marriage of wine oh that's dope (laughs) (laughs) that's hella dope yes i like that marriage of wine that's perfect now who came up with these concepts (laughs) who came up with these concepts when it comes to um like branching out and being other businesses because first of all how did you how did you get um the names of these and how did you come up with ooh sticky and also the the name or the the background behind your name because the way you spell it and say it is two different things because you had me fucked up for like 2.5 seconds but go ahead (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh-oh your audio is jumping in and out the last thing Mm -hmm. i What you want to hear first? You want to hear how we came up with the brand names or the spelling of my name? Okay, let's start with the spelling of your name because you, if it, if it wasn't for you, none of this would be possible. So we're going to start with the spelling of your name and then how you got inspired to create Ooh Sticky. If it wasn't for the higher powers, none of this would be possible. For sure. For sure. Uh-oh. This, oh my goodness. All right, we back. We back. We back. I can hear you. We, all right. <laughs> um, so the spelling of Q Grams, K-I-U Grams, I was working at Cheddar's in oh. Greenville, North Carolina, 252. And um, I was working with this guy named Fuck. That's his name? Fuck? Oh, no, no. It wasn't, that wasn't his name. <laughs> it's... Uh oh! Tell them folks stop calling you. Tell them folks stop calling you right now. So boom. Um, his name was La Fragance. That's what he told me to call him, La Fragance. Wow. So anyway, I'm working with him on the fry side, and I'm leaving. And he like, hey, what's your number? And no, no, no. We were pulled exchange numbers. He was saying he already had my number. I'm like, no, you don't. So I called him. And up there was K-I-U. I'm like, that's not me. 
He like, that is you. Who you? And I was looking at him, I was like, you know what? I'm like, that do kind of say Q. So I'm going to stick with that and rock with it. And that's how that came about. That's how that one got. He's like, all right, it sounds good. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I just went along with it. I like it. People be fucking it all up, but it's it's cool. I still like it. <laughs> Cause it's, like it's, it's like uh, you don't know what to do at this point. All of your thoughts just come to this one yeah. word, and he's like, "Okay, well, I'm, I'd I get, rather just ask you." Kai, you a lot. Well, that does I okay. Kai, you a lot. Yeah, I could definitely see that. So, yeah. what about the name of the actual yeah. brand and companies that you have? The Ooh Sticky brand. So Ooh Sticky Entertainment. Um, it's, it actually. So um, when I was younger, me and my cousins, we talked kind of silly, like we use a silly slang. Mm -hmm. So sometimes like, um, you know, we just got a silly slang. And when it was sticky, sit around, we'd be like, oh, sticky. (laughs) And we did. And then um, when I came back here, one of my my partners, he was like, yo, that's dope. Like, ooh, sticky. You know what I mean? That's what it is. And uh, we were we were saying, ooh, sticky, you know, people saying it at the shows. And then um, we linked up with this videographer, Westside Shade. Mm. And he was like, yo, y'all should rebrand. Because our brand was, our overall brand was MTM. More than music, more than uh, money. But that's now. That's where the that's, MTM came from. Okay. Yeah, Go ahead. That's now just our record label. MTM is just our record label. Okay. So, so Westside was like, yo, y'all should make ooh, sticky our overall brand. It's catchier. It's shorter to to spell out, mm-hmm. and you know it's just hey, ooh, sticky. You know it's it's a thing. It turned into a verb. It turned, you know, it's a thing. Right. And um, that's how we came up with that, and everything just kind of flowed off that stick attic events, sticky productions, and MTM was already MTM. Now, when yeah. did you when did you start this brand, or when did MTM start, and then when did you? Um, rebrand yourselves. So MTM started ooh, maybe 2016, maybe okay. somewhere okay. around there when I was in North Carolina. Okay. And um, it was kind of just me. I had a couple of my homeboys, but none of them was really into it how I was. So it was kind of just me at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, when I came back here, it was still MTM. But then the ooh sticky thing started to rub off. Okay. And uh, when we sat down, we do meetings. We well, we try to do meetings <laughs> once a week. <laughs> you know, we were at a meeting, right? And uh, Westside suggested it, and I was like, "Hey, you're right." And even our IG, it was spelled. It was the whole thing. It was more than music underscore more than money. He was like, "Man, that's just too much." He like just ooh sticky. <laughs> And we couldn't disagree with it, and we rock with it. I'm glad he made that suggestion, and I'm glad we listened to him. Yes. And we've been with it ever since. Shout out to Westside. Now, is he the only um, person that does your visuals and or um, everything behind nah, what you, <clears throat> nah, excuse me, what you we have? Got, um, we got um, KLR Designs. She does a lot of our, our work, and um, she does a lot of our photography work. And if you see us have, like, a promo video or skit, she recorded that. She's okay. our go-to person. She's actually one of my partners. She's in here now. Shout out to her right here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, baby. Um, We also work with Studio Red Photography. He does a lot of our photos also, and he records our podcast. Okay. 
Yeah. And um our artist Darren G, he does work with a lot of with a lot of different videographers. Actually he just put his album out, the black tape. Okay. Y'all go stream that. It's real good. Darren G. Shout out to Darren G. Um, We're gonna get him yeah. up here too. So yeah. um I have another another like I guess I don't want to say deep question, but this goes into like when you do, when you do decide to form your team and and how you have to move. So how important is it for you to a have a good team and b for your team to play their positions? It's very important. On a scale of one to ten, it's a hundred. Mm. Very important. Um, what I, I forgot. Which what else did you ask? I'm sorry. And <laughs> and how like how important is it for them to play their position? And if you say, for example, say if you're the hot one in the group and everybody else has to fall backwards or go into a position to where you know they can do. Are it are are they willing to do that? And what do you look for um, when it comes to having a team like that? Um, work work ethic, mm. just um, the attitude towards the work, the effort, the energy that you put towards it. If you got all of that, we can, you know you can kind of make it happen, even if you don't have it. But you you got the effort, and you wake up and you're trying to get this done. It'll eventually come. Mm. If you want, you know, something that you want. As far as um, if somebody get hot or nothing, I don't think somebody get hot. I mean, we got to work harder. I don't think none of us would, would fall back if somebody get hot or blow. We got to be working, you know, even more harder now. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. saying we're not working hard now, but you know, when we blow, we don't want to fall off. Right. So right, we got to we got to even harder. Um, but just the team thing in general, it is very important. Very very important that everybody understands their roles and plays their roles and when somebody's slipping or somebody does something wrong we got to speak up and the person who does something wrong has to take accountability and understand okay i gotta step up i'm fucking up mm. let me help you know I'm, I, this is my part i got to handle this part so let me make sure i do this and they they told me something they only telling me in my best interest mm, can't take okay a- we talk, we talk, I talk to my people daily. I talk to my team daily. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And give some it of the is. insight, I guess, on how you talk to your team and, you know, what, I guess, the foundation of having a good team for those that are in the same predicament you are as far as, like, being an entrepreneur and having so many other businesses outside of just, you know, being an artist. So talk a little so, bit about that. So with my team in specific, yes, um, blood wouldn't make us any closer. Mm. To kind of sum it up, it's, it's real family oriented. Um, we all open to the table. Nobody got a whole day thoughts back or suggestions or ideas. Everybody brings it to the table. Right. Um, everybody understands their role. Don't get me wrong. We still go through shit, and somebody might fuck up or. Somebody might have to take on a new position or somebody might have to fall back because, you know, you don't seem that you can handle that. So mm. let's see. Ain't no need. It's raining outside. Ain't no need of everybody getting wet. You right. know, sometimes, right. yeah, sometimes a person do have to fall back only because you it don't seem that they can fulfill the position. So we work around and see how we can see how we can get it done as a team, as a unit. Right. You know, 
Right. Mm, I know that. But everybody definitely has to play their part. So, and then you said the work ethic has to match um, them playing their position as well. And and that is that like the highest on your totem pole, or is is what like what what would be the top three things that would get somebody um, in a position such as yourself? Work, work ethic. I ain't gonna say such as myself because there's plenty of different ways to do it. Okay. But just as far as you asking me. Um, the top things I think far as the team needs work ethic, accountability, and I don't know the word for it. I guess honorable, okay. and I say honorable far as like not lying or trying to get over on us mm. type shit like that. Yeah, those would be top three things. Yeah, I was gonna say honorability, but I don't think that's a word. <laughs> I know. Hey, it's a word. It's a word up here. Goddamn it, we gonna make these words up. We gonna have a black dictionary. <laughs> work ethic, work ethic, accountability, and honorability. Y'all heard it here first. Honorability of this bitch. If you ain't got it, you get away from me. Mm-hmm. So, if you can um, walk us through the day in the life of like recording in the studio and or um, like how you pick if one another is on each other's songs and stuff like that. Walk us through that process. So, like I said, music is a gateway for me. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't um. I don't put as much time into music as I actually should. Mm. Me, when I go in the studio, I already got the song done in my head. I okay. don't write or anything. I just, so I, I do lawn service and firewood. Okay. When I'm out, it's, it's a family business. When I'm out there doing that, I do a lot of talking to myself and come up with some rhymes and stuff. So by the time I get in the studio, the song is fully done. Maybe I got to add some ad-libs or something. Mm-hmm. But before I get in there, I know who I want featured. Um, you really should talk to Darren G about that. He's he's the he's the music guy. <laughs> he has deep understanding of how the whole studio thing works. Mm-hmm. I just go in there and you do my thing. I probably learn a couple things from Darren G and our producer John Keasley. And you know, I just rock from there. I'm I'm in and out two two hours tops or three hours tops. And Are yeah. you a puncher? Like, do you punch in or do you stri- do you go like all the way if, through hook then verse hook then verse? If I can't do the breath, like in one take, or maybe I do half the verse and run out of breath, and it's all in the breathing, like how I'm spitting the verse. But okay. no, I don't punch. Okay. I don't punch. Okay. Just because just... I'm not, I don't, I don't be coming up with it right then. And a lot of people who punch, they coming up with it right then and there. Mm. Okay. I already before I go in there. Okay. And it's just yeah. go in there, lay it down, mix it. And what is the process after that? Are you talking to your team like, hey, do you like, do you all like this song? Or, you know. Yeah, we, we shoot it. We uh, Can you hear me? I can. Dang, my volume went down because I got a phone call. Um, <laughs> we shoot it. Can I can I come off and come right back on? You can. My volume messed up. Yeah, you All can right. do that. 
So while we wait, you guys can follow me on Instagram, M-I-S-S-Hollywood313. Follow my page, So Hollywood the Podcast Instagram page. Follow YouTube, uh, search So Hollywood the Podcast. If you want to perform in the green room, it's another segment that I have on Sundays. Let me know, inbox me, and we have him back up he's coming y'all i'm back you back okay where was we at (laughs) oh you're talking about being in the studio and punching and not punching and not writing everything is done within like two hours yeah um yeah, especially the longest project I ever done was ninety seven point one Sticky FM, and that was actually the group project. This um, this shit right here. If y'all ain't heard this, you really should listen to ninety seven point one Sticky FM. We actually doing the one year anniversary. I was about to say tour. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're doing the one year anniversary on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna perform the album live with a band. It's gonna be a wine tasting and a meal for two. It's gonna be from six to nine. 60 a couple it's really gonna be nice we also gonna have our tac infused wine there okay. it's gonna be real nice man. this album um i mean if you listen to it you can tell the work that we put into it that was the most work i've ever done for music and this this album took us like six to eight months we was working on it a long time wow. was it because of everybody was working on something um so so i originally I was making an album called The Smooth Tape. Okay. But then I did a song with my brother, and I'm like, yo, I'm going to just make this a group a group album. We okay. had just kind of formed the, the group, and so I'm going to just make this a group album. And um, then our producer, Keasley, I was doing a little skit, and he was like, yo, tell them 97.1 Sticky FM. And I said it, and it just rolled right off. And then we changed the name from The Smooth Tape to 97.1 Sticky FM. And we... um. We was riding from there. We did a listening party. It went good. And yeah, the album is the album is is, is great though. It really is. So you kind of, so how did that even become about forming? You know the collective and how did you choose these people to kind of like come together with? So like I say, I just I just answered the calling. The group came upon um my brother's script. Okay. Um, so when I came back, I didn't know he was really into music and shit, mm. but then we was, I would go to his crib. We would just smoke. We don't watch TV much. So we smoke talk and then we just throw on beats and I started hearing him sing, but it's like a sing rap type of voice Yeah, and it sounds good. So just naturally he was already kind of under me, just naturally without even words being said. And, um, his friend, Darren G, Darren G, I actually met Darren G through script. So I was doing this thing called the darker side challenge that's when i first came back this was like good three years ago or so i had just dropped this song darker side and i was doing and at this time i probably maybe had like a hundred followers i just got into social media and i had facebook but i wasn't into the other shit. so i just got into all of this shit and i was like all right i'm gonna do a challenge to make myself relevant so i did the darker side challenge and uh, my brother was like oh, reach out to dan g he be rapping so i sent it to dan so i sent it to him and um, he didn't reply. He left it on red. <laughs> and um, so so I go to my brother's house, and he there, Darren G there, but we haven't never met. 
He was like, why you ain't tell me this is your brother? I'm like, no, nah, he talking the script. He like, why you ain't tell me this is your brother? He like, I, he like, why I had to tell you that? Because he, like, he reached out to me and I ignored his ass. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's how we met. That's how we met. And um, <laughs> like two years later, well, no, this same year, he asked me to do a, Dan G asked me to do a feature okay. um, to the song. What was it? Um, Be Yourself. It's called Be Yourself. If you ain't seen that video, it's good. It was shot by Stilo. That video is good. Be Yourself. Um, we did that feature. And then I put him, I, I did a performance at West Beach Tavern, and I brought him out there. At the time, I didn't know that was his first time performing. <gasps> so anyway, we did the show. And Darren G was, he had his own thing going on. He had his uh, team called 13. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just emerging from the fucking concrete. I was just coming up. Right. But I was making a real, I was making a real big impact with my presence and just me consistently showing my face everywhere. And um, he noticed it and he hollered at me. And this is why I say I accepted the calling. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, I want to fuck with you. I want to fuck with y'all. And I was like, all right. That made me have to step my shit up because I'm like, oh. You know what I mean? Right. Bro rocking with me, so I got to, you know, I got to step my shit up. Right. And then from there, so at so that time, it was me. As far as the artist, it was me, Scrip, and Darren G. Okay. But in that meantime, I was working with my two other partners, my two main partners, which is um, KLR Designs and uh, Tank. Okay. So we were always doing the, KLR Designs were always doing our photos and all that, and our graphic design. And it just, it just, we just kept flowing. We added a couple more new pieces and, you know, we've been rocking from there. Mm. So y'all made it an in-house situation. Y'all ain't got to go look for nothing. <laughs> yeah. We still, are, we still are looking for a few finished, you know, finishing pieces. And we understand that it might not come as naturally, mm. but we do have something to build off on. Okay. Understood. Understood. And shout out to you. Shout out to everybody that has been rocking with you and has um, continuously will rock with you because I see that you have a lot of things going on and you're you're striving for the best. And congratulations to all of your success that you have going on. And so um, describe how would you describe your sound? Um, as an artist, and then how would you decide? How would you describe your work ethic as an entrepreneur? So that's a two-part question. So the sound as an artist, I'll be having this conversation and conflict <laughs> and interest from Darren G. I don't think that I that I have uh, a sound. Okay. A lot of my close friends will say I always be talking about sex or girls and you know shit like that. But I don't think I have a specific sound. I think I can kind of float around, you know, especially if I'm working with the the, the producers or engineers who into different shit. Like, I think I could, you know, kind of kind of handle different types of music. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I have one specific sound, me personally. Right. But if you were to ask some other people, they probably would give you a different answer. <laughs> yeah. And then as an, entre- as, a, as an entrepreneur, um... How would you describe your work ethic and, you know, your influence behind your work ethic? So I, I think I think I go real hard, but I always feel like I could, you know, I'd be slipping some days or I might have a bad week or, you know, I could have done better. Mm-hmm. But every day I wake up with the purpose trying to complete a mission or a goal or a task that we need done. 
And, uh, you know, sometimes I just feel like I don't be, of course I'm getting it in, but I, it's just always something in the back of me that feel like I could be going harder or I could have done this and that. Right? That's, that's pretty much how I feel about that. I think I'll be going hard, but I always feel like I could be going hard. Mm, understood. Same. Cause I feel the same way as well. Cause it could be like a different post I could post or I could like something that could switch up a little bit. Same. Cause I don't, I'm, I'm older. I don't want to say older, but I'm about to be 39 this year. So, mm. and I've been doing this thing called entertainment for a while since like, I don't even know. It's been a long time, like 20, 20 mm-hmm. plus years. So after when you start to grow with things, it just sometimes you don't want to switch over to even like TikTok and some of these things, even though you may need it. And so with that also being said, how do you feel about social media and this thing called entertainment? I guess it, in, a, in a whole <laughs> The timing, the timing of this conversation is very convenient because the person who just commented, Jasmine, uh-huh. she um is a <laughs> she about to be doing most of our TikTok videos and and shit like that. Okay. So, like I say, man, we we gotta adapt with time. As far as that go, the whole social media thing. Yeah. And um, I'm just you know adjusting with it, taking the suggestions that the team is saying because that ain't my lane necessarily right so the people that are that can handle that good they they that part of the team handle that of course i need to be posting it and sharing it and you know i need to be doing that Mm. you're not just being right 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 you can because some because some um people that are just artists or just the ceo or just that one thing they don't really like to touch or at least have that foundation of knowing things. And that's good that you even have that foundation of wanting to know like, Hey, I got to read this contract. I might not understand all the words, but I at least want to read it over just to make sure that it's, it is what it is. Or I have to do certain things. I want to know your name. If you're going to work with me, because some people don't even know who the next nigga is standing next to him that that's work, been working with them for years. So it's good that you take the time out to acknowledge um, different people in your group, as well as, like I said, just even knowing the foundation of what it is or what it takes to be in this thing called entertainment. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you gotta, you gotta be smart enough to know what you don't know. Mm. Hello. And use your resources to find it out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And so you recently also, um, Chris Gotti, talk about that situation. Uh, I know uh, Ghetto Ghost, he had a showcase out in Virginia Beach and he brought Chris Gotti down to one of the showcases. Can you talk a little bit about how you even um, came about, you know, knowing, knowing this information and then also being the overall winner for the distribution um, with him and how that's going thus far? So um, how I ran about that, I think um, I think he aired that KLR Designs. Mm-hmm. Her dad knew Ghetto Ghost, and I think he sent her the flyer, and then she sent it to me, and then you know I reached out to him from there, and um, we did one show with with him, 
and nothing happened. I think um who the fuck was this? Bimmy? You heard of Bimmy? Of course. I interviewed him. He's he's good people. He's really, really dope. Yeah, so he was there. He was there and um nothing happened. We didn't get no outcome. He said he was like, Yo, you killed the performance, da da but nothing happened. So um Ghost reached out to me again mm. and was like, Yo, I got Chris Gotti coming. You need to fucking be there. Could have been a sales tactic, could have been honest. Either way I rocked with. Right. Um so my performance presence is I like to say, you know, it's you got to see it. You just got to see it. Yes. Um, whenever I do my next show, I definitely invite you. But I really bring it to the table. I'm making an experience, something that you'll never forget. Um, my vote, just my voice, the presence, the theatrical shit I do around it. It's very impactful when I perform. Mm. So when I did this at the Chris Gotti joint, it was just undeniable. Not taking anything away from the other performers it was some other dope performers. i mean i wanted to work with some of the other people off the songs that i was hearing mm. not taking nothing away from them um but i like to assure when i hop in a room or when i do something you can clearly tell the difference and right. there's no discussion about it right um i did that chris Gotti and jordy we did a little after party joint at the club talked to him personally then it would really how i really linked connected with chris Gotti after ghost made the you know the middleman well, initial mm-hmm yeah, um, was me seeking information. I know mm. this guy's a lot of people, so let me see what I can learn in that type of way, in the entertainment field and shit. So um, I was talking to him at the club, and then we went to the studio after that, and we did a song. Actually, all the artists, all the artists that were there are on the song, and we just did the video maybe like three weeks ago. Oh, was that the one where um, GMF Peso... Big Peso yep. up. Okay, because I interviewed him yep. as well. He's really, 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 really fucking yep. phenomenal. But I saw I saw um just, the video circulating. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He just had a um listening party last night at Vibe mm-hmm. Peso. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just did the video. Um and uh, yeah, I was just talking to him, you know, asking real questions. I was asking him like, you know, who's the best performer? you ever seen. He would tell me the answer. I'm like, well, why? We're, we're separated, you know, him from the other performer. Just, you know, just... Tapping in. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing with them, and shout out to Chris Gotti and Dex Diamond, because the thing with them is, if needed, I can call these guys and ask them questions. Mm. Even about the distribution. Say I got a question about copyright issues or just anything yeah. about uploading the shit and the music streaming and royalty, I can call those guys, man. And I, and I, I always tell Ghost when I see him, yo, I appreciate what you did. This, you know, this is good shit. And we just gotta know how to. We gotta see opportunities or when a blessing is is in front of us, mm. and you know, just just stay at it. And that's what it was. That's that's how the whole thing happened. So when we came and did the video, um, I hollered at my partner D. He's the owner of the Lift Lounge. I was like, yo, I want to shoot my scene in there. Mm. I want to, you know, like a landmark in the Lift Lounge. And we went there and rocked out, and it was good. They enjoyed their time there. Shout out to the Lift Lounge. Shout out to the Lift Lounge. I got to come visit you guys one day. Do they got good food? Because, you know, a nigga like... Oh, I... yeah, we got, we got them sticky wings. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> it. Talk about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so so we do it at the huddle. It's going to be at the huddle. This joint Sunday. You should stroll through Sunday. Okay. Um. We got that. What is it? Damn, what we called it? Blazing <laughs> Stickalo. Blazing Stickalo. That's our buffalo. We got 
We got sticky barbecue. <laughs> we got lemon sticky pepper. And we got sticky yak. Oh my goodness. Fry hard, I sticky, hope. You see how the sticky just goes with everything? Yes, it does. It's like a person, place, and thing. <laughs> Do you have, that, do you have the real that. sticky, icky, icky? Do you have that? Oh, yeah, we got do y'all have too. that as well? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, shout out to Danky Eyes. Um, okay. If you come to our huddle events, Danky Eyes, he's our main vendor. And, you know, he provides you with a joint at the door. They call it joints, but when you get it from Danky Eyes, it's a joint. Mm. You know? I'm... Yeah. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. If you weren't an artist or an entrepreneur, where do you think you would be right now? <clears throat> I couldn't ask. I couldn't. I can't give you no honest answer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I just, this stuff was just natural. Like I just, I don't know. I don't know. Wow, that's the first time somebody couldn't answer. <laughs> so. Um, one final question. Well, not one final question, but one um before we move on to top five. Um, leave something something to this thing called entertainment, or leave something to your younger self. What would you tell yourself that you know? What would you tell yourself to do different now than you did then, or vice versa? <laughs> I had an answer. I answered this. <laughs> I had an answer that I said in the interview before, and it was funny, so I'm not going to say that answer. Oh. Um, let me see. What would I tell my younger self about yes. the entertainment industry? The entertainment industry or just what would you change about yourself or what would you tell yourself that to do differently throughout your journey of this thing called entertainment? I would show I can't, I can't, I can't um, say just specifically entertainment okay. because my younger self didn't know. Yes, that okay. I would be entertainment, so I would just say, like what you're doing now is going to be shaping up your next couple of years. Mm. You know, so where do you really want yourself to be? If you're doing this right now, or in the next couple of years, it can only lead to only a certain amount of options yeah. compared to what you could be doing. Yeah. So right now I don't do anything illegal besides maybe purchase marijuana. I guess that's illegal. I don't know how they really run in that. That's a gray area. That's a gray area. That's the borderline thing I do. Prior to that, I was involved in illegal activities. Mm-hmm. So I would just change. I would just be like, yo, your decisions are going to affect what the hell you got what position you gonna be in later on right that's that's what i would tell myself so let's move on to our top five which is five questions five answers cater to you my guest so let's get it top five features you'd like on your song or your album mixtape or however you would want to say that i have already no that you would want hmm Snow Allegra. Okay. Um, I guess I definitely throw Kendrick and J. Cole in there. Okay, that's three. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna say um <sighs> it would between it would be, it would be between Drake, Rick Ross, and Jay Z. Okay. Those last two, those last two would be two of them three. Okay, gotcha. Now, top five videos you've done, music videos. I don't know if I've done five. I direct about five, so I'm gonna say um, Freaks, Darker Side, Fuck No Baby. Um, I don't know if I ain't really like the nice and slow like that. <laughs> Freaks, Darker Side, Fuck No Baby. What could be better than this? That was hard. And um. I did this, I did this, the video I just did, the video okay. I just did with the Chris Gotti song. Okay. Top five producers you'd like to work with? Um, I only got three. Okay, that's be, fine. Which would be John L. Keasley, he in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, Kelly Bangers, he in 252 Greenville, North Carolina. And I Am No Sleep, he out here also. Okay. Are you open to um, other producers that are located out here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just making sure because I'll send you some people um, when we get offline. But, um, oh, two more. Top five advice. All right, we already did that one. Top five advice that you'd give to your younger self, but you already gave that. Um, so we're going to move to the final one. Top five moments in your career. Woo. Oh, I like that. I like when they do that. Yeah. So we gonna. I don't know if we can count these as two moments or one, but um, both of my kids being born. Okay. Okay. We can do two. Um, yeah. Okay. Um. When I did my first performance. Okay. Um, and it, I'm gonna tell you why that's special. Um, the mic went out. Like this is my first ever performance. The mic went out and um, I just put the mic down and I just went straight up mm. with no mic. Just, you know, just kind of had to be louder. And that was a real special moment. The crowd reacted to that real well. Mm. Uh, uh, I guess you could say the moment where I accepted the calling oh. as like, you know, the leader of the, of the team. Okay. And um, Got one more. So, I'm going to say this is, I guess to some people this wouldn't be good, mm -hmm. but it, it helped me out. Um, when I, those, the last time that I got arrested and had to sit down for a couple of weeks, I realized how much time was being wasted. And mm -hmm. you can't afford to be in any of that unless you were made man. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't a made man. And I realized that I can't, I can't get anything done. I'm in here, and um, that was that was a, a real big moment in my life, which helped me be like, "Well, I can't do shit. I'm not gonna do shit illegal from now on." Yeah, you had to change your ways. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "I'm gonna just switch it all up." Like, fuck it. If it, if I was riding with it, it's, it's you know what I mean. <laughs> it won't no other option. I couldn't. It, that was it. And look at yeah. you. Look, mama, I made it. No, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move on to... Exclusive access. Can I, can I say something? Yes, go we ahead. We can I'm do that. Interrupt about the... Um, when you said, look, mama, I made it. So I um also work at Foot Lockers on Sundays, right? 
Ooh. at Pembroke, but Pembroke just closed. And my manager, the store manager, Chris, I don't know if y'all seen Chris, but he's been working at Foot Locker for like 26 years. Wow. And I was telling Chris, I'm like, yo, I appreciate you giving me this job at the time when I needed it. I was, you know, I won't hit no shit. I ain't even had no shoes. I had to borrow my cousin's shoes. I was just telling him I appreciate it. They bumped me up to assistant manager within like my first two, three months. And I was like, you also helped me uh, step up my role and position and like responsibility. Mm. Yeah, and he was like, what? He was like, I've been here so long, Quentin. He was like, Foot Locker is my legacy. Like all the people that worked under me, that's my legacy. The stories y'all tell, that's that's my legacy. He was like, y'all my family. Chris never even hired, the, the three years I was working there, he never even hired a white person. He said he always came up in the black culture. He was into shoes, into basketball. Mm. And he said he realized at a young age, blacks were never really put in position to succeed. So he said with his position at Foot Locker, he was going to make that difference, mm. you know. But the reason I say this is to say his success for him was footlocker and he personally was happy for that so he made it and we can't tell him he didn't because he's this what he chose that's what he want his legacy to be footlocker he don't want no more than that and that's if that's what you want you then made it if you can get to that point you know you you made it right right okay shout out shout out to him excuse me so we're gonna move. I'm sorry, I got to eat, but you. Oh no, you you're... Made it. <laughs> it's all good. We bounce back, bounce, but bounce back. No, I'm just playing. But <laughs> I have something called exclusive exclusive access. access. Exclusive access is something that you have not told anyone in this thing called entertainment. Do you have anything like you're working on like that that's been a secret that you can just release to just us? If not, then that's fine. We're going to push forward to our wind down, which is our shout outs in social media. So this this my comment to that question. Mm. If I were to tell you Victoria's secret, it wouldn't be a secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's my answer to that. <laughs> well, I have a secret. I may have a cannabis line coming soon. Hopefully, if we can get everything going on. So, what do you mean you, you may? I may. I'm working on something, so it's in the process. Uh, you know, I can't. You know, if you want it, if you want it to work, you got to say soon, or I'm going to uh, have. I'm going to have. You may. That means it might not work. You're right. You're right. But it might not taste like nothing. So you know, if when it comes to stuff like that. You can grow it and it can, it can do what it needs to do, but it don't get you, you know, where you got to go. So we're going to get it. I'm going to get it. It's called oh, Hollywood, Hollywood Lights. Hold on. Somebody just, called. somebody just called me again. <laughs> the volume thing just happened again. Okay. So come me, hang up. Come right back. Come back on. Y'all stay tuned. Yes. I'm going to go off. Come back on. <laughs> yes, y'all. So, uh, so Hollywood, the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. He's going to come back in here and answer my final question, which is the question of the day. Follow So Hollywood, the podcast. Follow me in my SS Hollywood 313. Like, share, subscribe to my YouTube page. So Hollywood, the podcast on YouTube. 
I know. Put your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tell her you got an iPhone. I know you got an iPhone. Who, me? <laughs> yes. Somebody said, put your phone on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> but, <coughs> oh, excuse me. See, God don't like ugly, but he ain't fond of pretty either. But it's all good. But we have Shout one. Out the show, but the DJ, man. <laughs> Shout out. So we have one final thing for you, which is um, the shout out social media and a question of the day. So go ahead and give your shout outs and where they can find you in any of the last words that you want to leave with us. And then we have one final question. Ooh, sticky. O-O-H underscore sticky. Um, you can find the rest of my team from there. Um, that's KLR Designs, Dan G, Mr. With the Script, Studio Red Photography, myself. Black I don't know if you can find Sober up there, but Sober, Sober in these comments, you can find them right there. Um, the words I want to leave with y'all. Um, oh, and also shout out to Taste Our Wine. That's that's on my IG, our wine IG page. It's simply okay. Taste Our Wine. Um, Stick Attic Events follow that page Stick Attic Events S-T-I-C-K-E-T-I-C underscore events I definitely thought I was going to mess that up while I was telling <laughs> um, <laughs> you were like <laughs> look <laughs> the working man going to work good product going to sell and sometimes you are the product Big facts, big facts. <laughs> and I'm gonna pour a shot of that vaquila. I'm gonna pour a shot of that vaquila after that. I know that's right. Shout out to vaquila. Cut the check. Nah. <laughs> Cut the check. <laughs> but last but not least is the question of the day: What bothers you about the industry, and what will be your solution to help fixing it? Uh oh. Do not disturb. Uh oh. So I can't see nothing like on this personally bothers me. I don't like the um certain influence as far as like the violence and killing. And um even the 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 but now bear with me as I'm talking about this, just have an open mind. Um the direction, like when when we say nigga, the what we put it like what we say before and after nigga mm-hmm. for example fuck nigga or i'll shoot you nigga or you know that type of shit i would like to replace it with cracker or something you know we don't because 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 now when we walk outside that energy is just towards each other you know so in my rhymes i switch if i ever feel like i'm gonna use that use nigga i switch it i switch it up with with cracker Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You laughing, I'm so serious. I know though. I but I'm I so I know you are. That's the whole point. Like I yeah. I know you're extremely yeah. serious. But um <laughs> that was the final question of the day and we do have to get up out of here and I appreciate you for sliding through and make sure um you guys like, share, subscribe this video and make 
Y'all are crazy in the comments. It's, y'all are y'all are wild folks right now. But make sure you follow me, M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. Follow the podcast, So Hollywood the Podcast. And also, <laughs> the video will be up here on my Instagram page, So Hollywood the Podcast Instagram page. And shout out to my sponsors, Zario Farms, as well as Popcorn World. Until next time, is there anything else you want to leave the folks? Anything else? If not, we're going to get up out of here and we're going to have um, my next guest coming on Sunday, Sunday the 23rd. I want to see y'all at the huddle at the yes. Lift Lounge this Sunday. $30 all drinks on the house. Fellas, if y'all ain't made no plans with your ladies for battle. That goddamn Android. <laughs> oh, no, but I can't hear you. It's still, it's going, it's bugging right now. But... <laughs> Froze again in the middle of my promotion. It, it don't want you to be great. It don't want you to be great. You know, goddamn. But you can find that that flyer on your Instagram page, K I U underscore Graham. So if you guys look on his page, just click it, and you'll be able to see the um the post. But is there anything else you want to leave us with before your phone go go eh, eh, again? <laughs> Dude, dude who just joined John L. Keasley, he the one who produced the album. So okay. big shout out to him. Big shout out to him. But, hey, I want to tell you, I appreciate you having me up here. This was nice. You should definitely have Dan G up here. Um, hey, this was nice. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. And continue yeah. to be blessed and continue to push forward and share the message of being a great person. You in the beach area? I am. I'm going I'm to get a shirt to you. I'm going to stay in contact. I'm going to get a shirt to you. Okay. Inbox me. Well, I have your number from the guest list information. So I'll, I'll exchange it there. Or either you can just inbox me and I'll shoot you a text message. And I'm also mm-hmm. looking for more sponsors. So if you know anybody that's interested, let me know. And uh, we're going to get about this thing until next time. So Hollywood the podcast is up and out of here. Peace up. A town down. He said Darren G got an iPhone. (laughs) That was funny. That was really, really funny. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of So Hollywood, the podcast. Tune in Sunday (laughs) for my next special guest and performance. If you guys looking to perform on So Hollywood, the podcast, I have an episode or a segment called um, The Green Room. And I add you to my Spotify playlist. So, yes, peace up, A-Town Down. Until next time, y'all, have a blessed night. And Virginia is getting some bad weather, so stay off those roads if you have to. Make sure you go get your water, toilet paper, and all that other stuff. And um, peace up, A-Town Down. Shout out to my sponsors, Zario Farms, the best gifters in life. And a black-owned business, Popcorn World. Peace up, A-Town Down. Follow me, follow me, follow me, y'all. Hit that follow button. It was so many people up in here. Follow my page. Peace up, A-Town Down. Boom! To be a guest on So Hollywood the Podcast, just email SoHollywoodThePodcast at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram, So Hollywood the Podcast. 
and M-I-S-S Hollywood 313. Looking to book your next studio session? Contact Session 420 at www.greenleafgang.com.